How many is ready for the word of the Lord? Let me hear you say amen. Welcome all those watching online today. I'm glad you're here in the house. It's going to be an awesome Sunday as we kick off a new series called Authority. Turn to your neighbor and say, Authority. Come on now, say it with authority, you know? Uh, come on, lower your voice like Pastor Jesus. Say, authority. There you go, authority. I believe today that every believer has been given a God-given spiritual authority. Have you ever met somebody who was given authority, who had authority, but didn't know how to use it? My mind immediately, when I say that, goes back to elementary school when the teacher would leave the classroom and leave one of the students in charge. How many know that never works, does it? Teachers, that never works. They used to have something when... I was a child called hall monitors. I don't think I'd do that anymore because they realized it doesn't work. You, you can't pit peers in charge of peers at that young age. It just won't work because they don't understand authority. They, they try to push their authority around. They think you're going to uh, follow them. You're going to obey them just because they have authority. You know, uh, Andy and Barney, you ever watch Andy Griffith's show? How many remember that show, Andy and Andy and Barney, it, I know before we had phones in our hands 24-7, we actually had these TVs in our house we would watch. It was like the only way you could watch things, and they didn't have all these shows, so we had to watch reruns, and so we were stuck watching, you know, Andy Griffith's show, and Andy and Barney, they always cracked me up, because Andy had, was the sheriff, he had the most control of the police department, and then his deputy, Barney, and it was totally opposites on how they handled their authority. Andy was more belief of, this is a small town. I don't have to push my authority around. If I respect people, they'll respect me back. If I honor people, they'll honor me back. And I can, I can share with this town without having to push my authority around. He was a little more casual. And of course, Barney was like, as soon as they gave him the badge, he's like, you better, you better watch the badge. You better obey the badge. Just badge, just badge. He was all about the badge and the uniform. And about his bullet. Remember that? That one bullet he had. He, he, he was all about that. And he, Barney would always get himself in trouble because he didn't know how to use his authority. And he did, didn't make sense to him, but Andy would always get him out of trouble, not using his authority. He's like, man, you know, they were total opposites. And I think that's the way that we have it with believers today, that many people don't know how to use their God-given authority. Many people haven't learned how to use this God-given authority that's been given to you and I today. Could, could I estimate today, this is just, there's no official, this is just my estimate over many years of ministry, that 75% of the people who are believers do not understand or do not know how to operate in their God-given spiritual authority. And so I believe one of the, one of the, the things uh, I believe God has really challenged me with as a pastor is to pass that along to believers, to push it along and to teach it and to raise up believers who have an understanding on how and begin to operate in their God-given spiritual authority in a correct way, in a biblical way. And now Mark 1, 27, I love this story. Jesus just uh, took the demon-possessed man and healed him. The spirits came out, and look at the response of the disciples. They were all amazed, wouldn't you be? Yeah. So they questioned amongst themselves, saying, what is this? What new doctrine is this? For with, let's say this word together, for with authority, 
Let's say it together. For with authority, he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey. Jesus had an authority, and Jesus uses this spiritual authority, and all of a sudden his disciples are like, what is this? What new doctrine is this? Could it be today, I believe some of you are looking at me the same way today. Pastor Gene, what is, what is spiritual authority? What's, what's this new doctrine you're trying? Listen, I'm not bringing you anything new. I'm backing everything I'm up with what Jesus said about spiritual authority from the Father to him, to you and I, that God wants us to know. The Son wants us to know. Jesus spent a lot of time, go back and look at scripture, Jesus spent a lot of time teaching his disciples about spiritual authority and how it came from the Father and how he was giving it to them. Jesus really wanted us to understand this. So I want you to pull in close today. Let's take a look at this. See, some people make the mistake of believing, well, spiritual authority is only for those in the five-fold ministry, pastor, prophets, teachers, missionary, all these things that we have evangelists and we have people who think that only Spiritual authority goes to those people, but that could be furthest from the truth. God has intended that every believer would walk in their God-given spiritual authority. That's why here at Destiny Church, you'll find that we have multiple people who will pray for you. I am not the only one who will pray for you. Matter of fact, most of the time I don't pray because I want people to get used to going to one another. That's why we have a big prayer team. That's why we have a staff and leadership because, hello, Pastor Gene is not the only one that can pray with spiritual authority. God has gifted every believer with the power to operate in his spiritual authority. You just got to unlock it. You just got to understand it and believe it in faith and use this God-given authority that he wants us to have. You can use your God-given authority. Look what Luke 9, 1 says. Jesus is saying this again. Then he called his 12 disciples, that's Jesus, together and gave them what? Let's say these two words, power and authority. He gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. So we understand this, that power comes from the Holy Spirit. That's why we see in the Bible that Holy Spirit comes from the word dunamis, which is the word we get our dynamite. Dynamite power, the Holy Spirit is full of power. The Holy Spirit gives us power. And, and when we get understand that Jesus gives us from the Father authority. So where, where do we get this authority that comes from the Father? Matthew 28, 18, Jesus broke it down and he explained it. So let's draw in. Let's see what he had to say. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Time out. Jesus just said, I have authority on heaven and here on earth. Not just heaven, but he made it clear. I have authority here on earth. There's a reason why we got to understand that because he's releasing this authority on earth to us believers. So he goes, I got all authority in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, make disciples, all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Authority is given, not earned. He said, all authority has been given to me. How do you receive salvation? Do you earn your salvation? No. 
we understand this, that our salvation is received by grace. It's, that can be a hard thing for a believer to grasp. But once you understand it, I don't receive my salvation by how good I am. I receive it by all the power that happened on the cross. When Jesus died on the cross, he broke the power of sin in my life. And when I surrender under the power of Jesus, I receive his grace and mercy. I don't earn it. It's freely given to you and I. Now, in the same return, Jesus says all authority was given to me. We receive power and we receive authority not because of how good we are, but because God is that good. Because we are connected. Because I belong to the cross. Because I belong to what Jesus did on the cross. I am now given authority from Jesus. I'm now given authority from the Holy Spirit in my life. Not because I earned it. Because God is that good to you and I. I don't earn my authority. I receive it. It's given to me freely. Well, I'm not good. I'm not good enough. You're not good enough. But the great news of the good news of the gospel is this: that God gives me while yet I was a sinner. He died for me, and He gives me His grace. And not only does He give me His grace, He also, by grace, gives me His delegated authority in my life. This is big. See, when when someone thinks, look at this: when someone thinks they have earned authority, it never works for them, does it? When, when someone thinks they've earned this authority, we all know that boss. We've all worked for that person. We've all had to serve under those people who were promoted, and they walk in. You know, they've been coming together every day, and you've been buddies every day, and you've been, you're just having a good time every day. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, hey, you know, I'm important. You better know I'm important. And what I says goes around here. I've been promoted. I've been working here so many years. And finally, I got some authority. And you better bow, kiss the ring to my authority. And we're all, all the coworkers like, dude, you're still the same guy who came in here 15 years of same day every day. I know who you are. Girl, I know who you are. And it never goes well when you try to go around acting like you've earned authority. But when you understand this, when you understand authority has been given, See, when you understand authority has been given, you will use it with humility and not pride. I, boy, I, what's an honor? They chose me to lead this crew. It's an honor. They chose me to lead this company. It's an honor, and it humbles you, and it makes you want to go out and serve the people who are underneath you when you realize, boy, I was chosen to do this. What a privilege. And it, it humbles you, and you go out, and you want to honor those people and serve those people See, authority was given to us. It should humble you. It should not make you spiritually arrogant. We don't walk around spiritually arrogant. Well, I, I can, I'm doing, I'm a spiritual giant, all this stuff. No, listen, when you have received the revelation of delegated authority into your life, it will humble you. God, I didn't deserve this. God, I didn't deserve your grace, but you gave it to me anyway. God, I didn't deserve your authority, but you gave it to me anyway. God, thank you. God, thank you. It's not me. When I pray a prayer and it's answered, it's not because I have that much faith. It's because I have that much authority that God has given to me. And it humbles me and it allows me to walk in this authority and the correct spirit that he wants me to walk in. So, so where do we get this authority? What happens here? And we see this. It comes from the Father. Father has given us the authority. Look what John 12, 49 says. 
for I have not spoken on my own authority. Jesus says, I don't speak on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command what I should say and what I should speak. And Jesus, all throughout Scripture, you see, if you see me do anything good, if you hear me say anything good, if you ever say anything at all, it all has come from the authority of the Father. Jesus makes it clear. I speak on authority from the Father. Every good thing, every good thing I've said, every good thing I've done, every miracle that's happened, it comes from the authority of the Father. So, when you feel an attack of the enemy coming on your life, when you feel like, you know what, the enemy's trying to defeat me, it's trying to discourage my marriage, it's trying to steal my children, when you feel like the enemy's coming against you, you have been given the God-given authority to stand up against any enemy in your life. Don't walk around timid, walk around with confidence that you didn't earn it, it was given to you, it has been delegated to you. You've gotta understand that God has given you this authority to stand up and not to let the enemy take from your family. Come on now, you gotta get this in your spirit. We have too many timid Christians. I wish I had some fathers that would stand up and say, I'm not gonna let the enemy steal from my family. I wish I had some moms that would stand up and say, my children are not going to be taken over. I'm going to stand in the gap. I'm going to pray over them. I'm going to speak over them and say, Satan, not today. Satan, not my child. Well, Pastor Gene, you wouldn't know. All your children are perfect. Ha! <laughs> Just because I don't put every problem out on Facebook doesn't mean I don't have them. I've gone through it just like you. I've had to get in the dirt and fight for my children just like you. And I've held on and said, not, not my child. I prayed all night long when my children didn't know I was praying outside their door. I sneak into their room and I would touch them and touch their bed and I would pray over them, constantly praying over them that the enemy would not take them out. I would sense he was after them and I would say, God, I cover them right now. You gotta be bold. Because God has given you this kind of authority in your life. Look at John 16, 13. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, now time out, the spirit of truth means what? The Holy Spirit. We know this through scripture or studying the Holy Spirit. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. So what I want you to get is this, that the Father gives authority to Jesus. And Jesus said this, I am gonna give you one. It's good that I must go, but that the Holy Spirit could come and dwell and remain with each individual, that we could all receive the Holy Spirit, that we could all follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit brings us a dunamis power in the Spirit. But the Holy Spirit also brings us a delegation given from the Father. The Father said, Jesus, I'm giving you all authority on heaven and in earth. And then you tell the Holy Spirit to give it to each one of them. They have all been given an authority. They've all been delegated the authority coming straight from my office. You gotta understand that, that it's coming straight from the Father, delegated down through the Son, through the Holy Spirit to you and I. That we have this authority and delegation. Now let's just take an example today. 
Let's say that one of you or a couple of you maybe just happened to get pulled over by your local PD. Your local police department pulls you over. I'm not saying any of you would do that. I've heard a few of you that's happened to before. For me, I'm not really sure. About, well, no, it happens to all of us, right? We've all been pulled over at some point in our life. And what would happen if you rolled down your window and you're ready to, you know, and a person walks up and says license or registration, and you start looking at them, you're like, listen, that uniform doesn't match the uniform that I've seen everybody else in. Hey, dude, where'd you get that uniform? Oh, I picked this up at the local flea market. And that badge is not a real badge. Oh, yeah, I got this badge off the Internet. And, and in the garage sale, I found that, 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 that siren, those lights. Yeah, I just plugged them in my cigarette. It's pretty cool. It's not a real car. What are you going to do? You're going to roll your window up, and you're probably going to run that person over like, you are crazy. I am not doing a thing you said. I don't have to obey anything. You're, you're, you're crazy. You probably run them over. At least I, I would. Okay, but well, you try to run them over. Get out of my way. What are you doing pulling me over? Why? Because they have no real authority, right? No one's delegated this person authority. Just take it on their own, trying to, trying to act like someone with authority and you don't have it. But, and this is a big but. Don't look at your neighbor. This is a really big but. <laughs> if you get pulled over by your local police department and they're in an official car and they're in an official uniform with official badge, I suggest keeping your hands at 10 and 2 on the wheel. I suggest saying yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, because they have been delegated the authority to issue you a warning, a ticket, and if you don't do what they ask you to do, they've been delegated authority. They can put cuffs on you and take you and book you in the local jail. Why? Because they have received delegated authority from the state of Missouri that says that you and I must follow the law, and they have been given the authority to operate that and carry it out. What's the difference? One's been delegated authority, and one hasn't. Oh, you understand? There's power in delegated authority is what I want you to see in this example. There's power when, when uh, authority's been given and dedicated out and delegated out. It comes to you and I in a real way. See, let me put it another way. When your kids are young, let's say when my kids were young, my two oldest boys would try to go out and maybe they were uh, eight and maybe eight and 10, and they want to go do something, and we're going to go over here and play. No, you're not. Why not? Because you didn't do what I asked you to do. Go back upstairs, clean that room, make your beds, throw away your trash, put all your coys away, put all your games away, and then you can go out and play. And they're probably like, all right, Dad. You could be stomping those feet up the stairs, and you can hear them above your head. It's quiet, and they start, and then all of a sudden you hear, All of a sudden, you can hear that they've started to stop doing what I told them to do, and they decided to wrestle, and now they're body slamming each other off to the beds and on the floor, and they're rolling around, and you can hear it's like the whole ceiling shaking above you. I'm like, Hayden, I know you're six, but you go upstairs, and you tell your brothers if they don't stop that wrestling, 
and do what I told them to do. That I'm coming up there and it won't be pretty. They better get done what I tell them to do. You go warn them right now. They better stop it and get to doing what I told them to do. Now, Hayden, what happens when six years old? His chest goes out. All of a sudden, I think he sprung about three hairs on his chest and his voice lowers a little bit. He stops and grabs his World Wrestling Federation Championship belt and puts it on. And he walks up some stairs like this. <laughs> Kicks open the door. Hey! Dad said, you better stop this wrestling and get to doing what he told you to do or he's coming up here and it's going to be trouble. And they stop and they listen and they do what he said. Why? Not because they were afraid of Hayden. If I hadn't been home and Hayden tried to do that, they would have picked him up and body slammed him too. <laughs> but because they knew dad was just around the corner and dad had sent him up with delegated authority, they knew they would stop what they was doing and get back to doing what they're supposed to do because they understood the power of delegated authority. See, if dad says it, it's going to come true. If dad says it, we better get busy. If dad says it, we better believe it. If they come and tells me dad's, we better get to going. They understood delegated authority. I think sometimes we have a problem understanding this delegated authority. I don't have authority. I can't. Yes, you do. You have been given delegated authority from the Father himself. Passed on to the Son who says, Holy Spirit, give this out. Delegated to every believer. They can walk in the power of this authority. It's given. It's not earned. It's a God-given authority that we've been given, delegated to our life. See, God wants us, he really wants us to understand delegated authority from the Father. This is where we mess up. We know the Father's got power, we just don't understand he's given that power to you and I. We know the Father is in control, we just don't know that he's given us the power to speak that into life. He we don't understand the power that he's given us, we don't understand the authority that he's given us, and we're like, God, when are you gonna do it? And God's like, I've already delegated it to you, dude. I've already, you just stand up. Some, listen, sometimes you got to learn to stand up and face the bully yourself. Yeah. Sometimes you got to be like David when everybody else, he's like, I, I got to get, no, I'm just going to, I'm going to get out here. I'm just going to face it myself. I'm going to dance before the Lord myself. I'm going to spiritually attack this thing myself. People thought he was crazy, but he was getting alone with God because he understood spiritual authority. He understood this. There was a time when Jesus was eating and someone came to him in, in the army. And he says, sitting tearing the army, he says, sir, you need to come and pray. I, I got him sick at my house. And, and Jesus is like, well, let me finish this lunch. We'll go. He's like, no, 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 no. Me, a man of authority, I understand all you have to do is just speak the word and the spirit must obey. And Jesus was blown away. He goes, dude, listen, this is awesome. Because you and I, we can read all about spiritual authority and we can have a deeper understanding. This guy, he was just learning by observing. And he goes, I know something about authority. If I would give command to my officers, they pass it on to the rest of the army. Sir, if you'll just give the command, there's power and authority must obey. 
And Jesus was blown away. So I've never seen this great a faith. No one's has really at this time had ever understand spiritual authority. He was blown away. You know what blows away Jesus today? When you and I understand delegated authority. When you and I understand he has given us an authority and we can use it for our own life. Today, how do we get this authority? I want to answer that question for you. Matthew 21, 18. This is an incredible teaching. I think it's such a good teaching on spiritual authority. Jesus is walking. This is in the morning. As he returned to the city, he was hungry. Seeing a fig tree by the road, he came to it and found nothing on it but the leaves. And he said, let no fruit grow on you ever again. And immediately the fig tree withered away. This is pretty awesome. All of a sudden, this this tree just dies right there in front of all of them. And when the disciples saw this, they're like, whoa. They marveled, you think? They said, how did this fig tree wither away so soon? And then Jesus answers them and said to them, surely I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, will not only you do what was done to the fig tree, but you'll also say to this mountain, be removed, and it will be cast into the sea. It will be done. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. Now, when we hear this taught out and we understand this, let me, let me ask you this. Jesus said you can speak to any mountain and it can be removed. Let me ask you this question. Did Jesus need the fig tree in order for him to be fed? So he, he didn't, let's be honest, Jesus didn't need a fig tree. This is the same guy who turned water and the wine. This is the same guy who turned this one meal into feeding 5,000 people. He didn't need fig trees to feed him. There was obviously something else going on that he was trying to teach the group of disciples with him in that moment about spiritual authority. And he displayed it in action. And said, if you'll just use this authority given to you, even greater things you will see. He was showing them. It was a spiritual thing. He's like, Jesus, I didn't even know you liked Fig Newtons. I really didn't. Some people don't like them. Some do. Jesus, you must have been a fan. No, Jesus didn't want no Fig Newtons. Jesus didn't want no figs. He was trying to show an illustrated lesson on spiritual authority. And he says, even greater things will you do. And so I would hear this as a kid. I'd go outside and I'd look till I found a mountain and I would look and I'd be like, move, move, mountain, move. I think I'm budged, you know, mm. nothing happened. Nothing moved. So I'm like, what's, what's up with this? Jesus said we can speak to the mountain, the mountain move. I did it, it didn't happen. Come on now. Jesus wasn't talking about fig trees and Jesus wasn't talking about real mountains. It was a spiritual mountain. It was a spiritual tree that he was trying to get us to understand that we have things in our life, the spiritual mountains that we need to pray over and those things will be removed. It was a spiritual lesson that he was trying to teach us as his children of understanding. Okay, pastor, but I prayed over spiritual mountains in my life and nothing happened. So no, 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 what are you going to do now? What are you going to tell me? Well, I'll tell you this. Could it be that some mountains God doesn't want to remove in our life? 
Could it be that he wants you to learn to climb some mountains? He wants you to learn to go around some mountains. He wants you to learn to defeat some mountains in your life. And God doesn't always remove every spiritual mountain in my life. Many times he wants me to learn how to climb that mountain. Many times he wants me to learn how to walk in the valley of that mountain. Many times he wants me to learn how to stand on the top of that mountain. God is always working on my behalf, on your behalf. So how do I know if I should pray for that mountain to be removed? Could it be that maybe what you're praying for, the Holy Spirit didn't tell you to pray for? So what did I do? When I feel the Holy Spirit telling me to confront this mountain in my life, a spiritual mountain, spiritual problem, then I confront it. And I get mad. And I just tell it, listen, no more. No more. In the name of Jesus, you have no more control over my life, no control in my mind, no control over my family, and I speak to that mountain. Other times, he doesn't tell me that, and he said this, hey, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you. Put your hiking boots on because we're going to get over this mountain together. We're going to walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and you're not going to fear any evil. It's not going to hinder you. You're going to be okay. And we learn through every valley, through every mountaintop, that God is still with me. God is still for me. And he's in complete control of my life. And sometimes he does a miraculous and he moves it completely out of my way. We've got to learn to tune in to what the Holy Spirit is saying. It's the Holy Spirit who hears it from the Father and Jesus and he tells it to us. thing about the New Testament is this. Jesus upset a lot of people. When Jesus came along, he upset a lot of religious people. Why are they so mad at Jesus? Why did they want to crucify Jesus? You want to know why? Because Jesus was giving away spiritual authority to prostitutes. He was giving away spiritual authority to tax collectors. He was giving away spiritual authority to fishermen. He was giving away spiritual authority to women. He was giving away spiritual authority to the disabled. He was giving away spiritual authority to all kinds of people. And they didn't like it. They thought that spiritual authority had to be earned. Years of classes and years of training. And only the spiritual elite could receive spiritual authority. And Jesus said, nope, there's a new covenant being released to my people. All people are going to receive my authority. They're going to receive my grace. They're going to receive my power. They're going to receive the authority given to God for to us. So they didn't like it. But Jesus was passing it out. He was, he was radically changing the world. I want to close with this story to help better illustrate this. And it's a story of me as a kid. Anybody remember those days when you would go through your parents' sofa and you put your hands in the under the cushions and you go digging for loose change? You try, to, you try to get some quarters out of that. Why? Because a pocket full of quarters, you can walk down to the local uh, convenience store and they had these things called video games that you plugged into the wall. Yeah, they actually put a quarter in to play it. And if you set the high score, you could put your initials on top. I'd always put ACE. A-C-E. Instead of my real initials, I used the word ace because that was me. Ace, I ace this machine. When I got saved, I changed the 
initials to P-T-L. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. That's, that's not a true story. I just want to throw that in. <laughs> I was not that spiritual as a kid. Come on. Some of you are like, hallelujah, our pastor. Yeah, he knew. Hallelujah. I, I, was, I was a heathen. Anyway, if I couldn't, if I couldn't set the high score, I'd unplug it. Plug it back in and set a new high score, you know. Oh, there's Ace. There's Ace again. All right. Ace has been here. And I bought some candy, played some games for a while, and had a little bag of candy. And I'm heading home on my bicycle. And I, I come around the corner, and there's about five boys playing out in the yard that were older than me. And they came over and surrounded my bike and stopped me and said, what are you doing over here? Oh, he's been in the store. He goes, give us that candy. And they grabbed that candy, tore that bag open, and they all stole my candy. And they're holding one. They have a couple of them holding me and a few others holding my bike so I couldn't get away. And they started kicking my bike and kicked my wheels and warped my wheels because they kicked them so hard and bent them all up. They, they bullied me around. They sucker punched me. I said, if you ever come back over here again, we're going to do it again. Don't you ever come back in our neighborhood again? So I got back on my bike crying, tried to ride home on my warped bike. <laughs> Can't catch my breath. I get to the front yard, throw it in the front yard, go in, open the door. I'm like, my dad's like, what's wrong with you, son? I'm like, <laughs> he's like, slow down, slow down. Gives me a drink, gets me to slow down. Tell me what happened. Like, These guys jumped me, dad. They, my they kicked my tires. They bent my bike all up, stole my candy. My dad goes, where? Who? He goes, take that bicycle, put it in the back of my truck. You and I are going for a drive. It was a different time back in the 80s, okay? I'm just telling you. <laughs> Parents were crazy. And we get around to the place, the neighborhood, soon enough they're out there playing, and my dad stops around the corner. He goes, now, ride your bike back along the front of there. He goes, I'll be right here. Don't worry. I'm right here, son. So I kick my bike out, and I ride it back over there. Sure enough, they come running up and grab me. Wait, we thought we told you not to come back over. What are you doing over here? All of a sudden, I hear the wheels burning around the corner of that white Silverado of my dad. Fish tails it around, pulls up, locks it in the park, gets out, and runs out. Hey, you guys get your hands off my son and his bike. He told me what you did. And let me tell you, you guys are really big guys all jumping him at one time. Let me tell you this, if this ever happens again, I'm going to each and every one of your parents. I'm going to knock on the door. And if they're not there, I'm going to tie you up to the back of my truck. And I'm going to drag you around the block. <laughs> Different time. Parents were crazy. You know what I was doing the whole time? I was behind my dad like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. My dad's here. You ain't so tough now, are you? Turkey. I probably didn't say turkey. I used another word, but we'll clean it up for church. <laughs> what happened? All of a sudden, I was all kinds of brave. I was all kinds of bold. Why? Because I had delegated authority from the Father. The Father was right there with me. 
Some of you, you've been letting the enemy bully you way too long. You gotta understand the Father is right there with you. Just say, Dad, I need you. Dad, come quickly. Dad, come help me fight this battle. Dad, this battle belongs to you. I can't do this on my own. Sometimes you just gotta stand up to the bully knowing the Father is right there beside you. Enemy, no longer will you steal from my family. No longer can you have my children. No longer can you destroy my marriage. No longer will you destroy my mind. No longer will I let anxiety rule me day after day. But I'm going to rest in the comfort of the Father. I'm going to walk in the authority from the Father. And it changes everything. Delegated authority from the Father to you. You gotta use it. You gotta understand. It's voice activated. You gotta call out, Father, I need you. In Jesus' name, this must stop. Use your authority. I want you to bow your heads. As you bow your heads, if you're here today, say, Pastor, I need to, first off, surrender my life to Jesus. I've never given my heart to the Lord before. And I feel something compelling me. Whether you're watching online or you're here in the audience live, we want you to know this is the most important part of today is that you have a chance to surrender your life fully to Jesus Christ. If you've never done that, we're not going to do anything to embarrass you. We're not going to single you out. But we are going to give you a chance to make that decision. Without anybody looking at me, if you're ready to surrender your life to Jesus, just raise your hand and say, that's me, Pastor. I'm ready. Thank you. Anybody else want to join them? Thank you. Yeah. Come on, raise a high. If you haven't raised it yet, I want to see you. Raise it. Thank you. I see those hands in the back. Yeah. We're going to pray this prayer. If you raised your hand, I want you to say it with me. And if, as Christians around you, we'll help you along. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me my sins. Thank you for dying on a cross for me. I believe you are the Messiah, God's only son. And from this day forward, I will live for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on now. Give us a hand clap. You prayed that prayer for the first time.